You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Have you ever secretly wished to change places, even lives, with someone? Have you ever thought of someone else, if only they could walk a day in my shoes? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host. Walking a day in someone else's world is a backdrop of a movie I recently saw. Switched was the name of the movie. It's cleverly and inspirationally written by Alexander Bolin and stars two high school girls who desperately need to see life from each other's perspective. Today, we have Alexandra Bolin and the two stars of the movie, Madeline Byrne and Maya Horcher, here live to talk about this movie. And I cannot wait because the movie is amazing and the message is something that needs to spread around the country. So welcome, Alexandria, Alexandra, Maya, and Madeline to coffee. Come on in and let's talk. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Hey there. Hey, ladies. It's so good to have you. Uh, I was in um, L.A. a couple of weeks ago, and I have this uh, TV show called Actually Coffee with Kim as well, where I love to bring in people who are doing inspiring things and share their story. And I invited Alexandra in because she has written, oh, my gosh, this lady, she's a producer, writer, owner of Mustard Seed Entertainment. She's an award-winning filmmaker. But beyond all of her accomplishments, she has such a heart to spread, um, you know, God's word and, and to do good. And so Alexandra was one of my guests, and I wanted to uh, share this film with, with everyone. So, Alexandra, let's just start with you today. And, you know, I love the whys. Why this movie? Why? And tell us about the, the message of this movie and why it was so important for you. Thank you so much, Kim. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm so excited to share about Switch. Switch is about two girls in high school. One is the bully and one is the girl that she bullies. And the girl that she bullies prays that the other girl would know what it's like to walk a day in her shoes. And they wake up switched. And they find out what life is like for the other person. We find out why the bully is a bully. And the bully finds out what it's like to go to school and take the pain for the person that they caused it. And um, why we made this movie was because, I first off, I don't see a lot of great youth um, films out there that speak to young women. And we mm-hmm. wanted to make an empowering mo- uh, movie for young girls. And I think one of the biggest things that kids are dealing with is bullying, which has been going on forever. <laughs> yes, and yes. we wanted to do it in a relevant, fun way. And what better way to illustrate that you don't know what someone's going through until you walk a day in their shoes than literally having two people switch bodies and have to live each other's life and find out what life is like for somebody else. And it would create so much empathy and compassion and love. I I think there isn't a person out there you couldn't love if you didn't know their whole story. And that's, so I, and that's the secret, and that, that's what I saw as the secret of this movie, is that it was such a revelation. Well, on, on with us today, we have the two stars, these two beautiful young ladies who I can't wait to meet, and would you, <laughs> let's, let's just bring them on, let's, let's, why don't you introduce them as you, only you can, and then why don't they tell us about the role that they played? Okay. So we have Maya Horsher, who plays Cassandra Evans, 
And we have Madeline Byrne, who plays Katie Sharp. And these women are literally beautiful inside and out. And welcome to the show, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hi. Well, one of you start off and just tell us who you are and the role you played. And uh, let's, let's get acquainted with it that way to start with. Oh, okay, I'll start. Um, it's Maya Horcher. Hello, everyone. Um, I play Cassandra Evans in Switched. Uh, so I guess to start it off, Cassandra is a very, like, kind of um, introverted, really uh, shy type of gal. Uh, she really is curious with life, and she's intrigued by Katie because she wants to have the confidence and uh, that Katie carries with her all the time, even though it's not a great confidence that she's putting other people down, which isn't always nice. But during the movie, they learn each other's lives, and um, Cassandra realizes that uh, Katie's life isn't always as good as it seems. So it all it all strings back to you know living life in someone else's shoes. But yeah, it was an amazing time playing Cassandra. Um, funny enough, I got to play Katie a lot more than Cassandra, but. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy Cassandra as much as I do. So, <laughs> she was great, great. Thank you, Maya. Hi, hi, I'm Madeline hi, Byrne. I hi, uh, <laughs> I play Katie Sharp, and Katie Sharp is, you know, she's as sort of popular as her name sounds. You know, she's the <laughs> ultimate. Uh, I guess, quintessential mean girl, you know, she seemingly has it all. She's got perfect parents. She lives in the perfect house. She drives the perfect car. She's got the boyfriend, the followers. Um, But as we quickly learn, once the two switch, she definitely deals with a lot more struggle than I think uh, meets the eye. And there's a lot more going on. And and, um, we start to learn really what is, what is perfection and, and, you know, it's so, it's an unrealistic standard and she's, I think, really starts to warm up and understand what it's like to be on the receiving end of being bullied and she's never understood that her whole life. So it's a really sweet um, circle by the end of the movie and it was a very fun role to play and kind of like Maya said, even though I play Katie Sharp, I definitely played the introverted shy Cassandra for most of the movie, which was also a blast and definitely a different experience for me as well. So it was fun. I hope everyone likes it. That's funny that you both were playing different roles. You know, that, I don't know why that escaped me. I don't know why that, that's so funny. You're just, it's just dawning on me. I mean, I saw. Because that's how good they are. You don't even realize their talent is so good. They go from both characters Seamlessly. Yes. No, do. no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't acting. It was we really switched. <laughs> yeah, we did. We switched bodies actually in real life. <laughs> we went method. Yes. <laughs> well, and the writing and the writing, Alexander was superb, and just the different elements of it. You know, something just dawned on me. Thank I wanted you. to ask uh, you all about. Do you think? Um, and of course, you have to get wrap your mind into the uh, into the character here, and it's obviously just thinking about it. But do you think that Madeline or or Katie? Do you think Katie um, at the beginning of the movie? Do you think that she w- was truly a mean girl who was transformed during the movie, or do you think that she was really a good, a nicer girl who didn't like being the bully that she was? Ooh, that's a great – is that a Madeline question or an Alexandra question? That, that's you a, can take it. Anything. I'd love to hear what you think, Madeline, and then I can go. It, <laughs> anyone, no, anyone I love that. Wants to answer it, but I think that's an interesting concept. It's great. No, that's a, that's a great question, and it's, you know, it's kind of like any time you've ever seen someone who's mean or – even in real life when someone acts a certain sort of mean way, I think it a lot of times comes from hurt and, and pain mm-hmm. of the, of their own. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Katie is sort of the product of two parents who have always wanted, you know, their own, their own career and pressures they would kind of push on to Katie. And I think she was always trying to live in this 
image of what she felt like was popular and cool and and in her mind she could only stay that way if she was putting other people down because otherwise they might see who she really was um Mm -hmm. so I think that she deep down doesn't want to be that girl but doesn't know another way to live so I think it truly became learning about accepting herself as maybe not being this sort of, I hate to keep using the word mean girl, but she, she starts to realize that that's not the, the way she has to live. So, yeah, I think maybe she's, she's kind and just doesn't know how to tap into that and doesn't want to seem vulnerable. I think that that right there, and, and I, that's one of the things I really want the audience to hear, is that, you know, underneath, so many times we don't want to be, uh, I mean, there are times when I look at myself and I think, I don't like the way you're acting. You know, who, who are you? Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, I think that this is such hope for anyone who feels trapped into a, a specific lifestyle. I think that your movie gives such hope of transformation of, hey, you know, you, you don't have to be like this. You can, you can begin to turn your life around. And I, I, love, I love that thought. Now, you mentioned um, – was it Alexandra talking? I don't know who just answered that question, but you brought in the parents. Ladies, tell me, that was profound, and I think that that's what makes this movie uh, so, uh, the range so wide for adults absolutely need to see this too and the, the influence that we have. Let's talk a little bit about the different homes that these girls came from. And I, why, don't, why don't you start, Maya, with, your, with the home that you came from, and then we'll go into Katie. Yeah, so... Or Madeline, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just also want to clarify. Is it, like, the home from, like, my, my like, me or, like, Cassandra? From the because movie. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, from, from the I movie. Thought. It was, like, for me. Um, so yeah. Cassandra came from a very loving household. Like, her mother is the ideal, perfect mom that just supports her children, that wants the best for them. Um, as all mothers do, I feel like. And she, like, wants to make sure that they're taken care of in every possible way, mentally, like, physically, everything. And, um, you know, Cassandra lost her father at at a young age. So she didn't grow up with that. Uh, She had her brother, thankfully, as kind of like a father figure or a a Mm -hmm. strong man to look up to. And so she's always been kind of, like, to herself because um, she's just always been really shy and, and everything, but yeah, I just think Cassandra just starts uh, like her household cut like is just so loving and so sweet, and it's just awesome. And that she portrays that a lot too as well. But she's also really um, wanting to experience life without being really shy and without like being as you can see in the movie, she plays the guitar behind a curtain because she's too afraid to play in front of people and she doesn't have that confidence yet. But uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. the mom like really pushes her to that to do what she loves to do and what's best for her. So that plays a lot of how she grew up to be. <laughs> Absolutely, Maya. And 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 in the movie, Cassandra was so accepted. I saw where she was always trying to. Uh, her mom was always trying to give her the confidence, but just to allow her. And this is some of that brilliant uh, writing from Alexandra to be able to put her behind. Uh, that curtain for her to begin to try to find herself in her own way. I thought, I mean, what what mm. a brilliant message to parents oh, yeah. today. Where, where on the other hand, uh, with Katie, so Madeline, let's talk about your <laughs> the home life that that, that Katie has. <laughs> yes. Hi, this is Madeline. So, Katie definitely had a different upbringing. Um, as you see in the movie, she and her parents have never even done any type of a family hug. They don't understand yeah. much about, you know, physical att- like touch and um the parents are they fall in love with the numbers, you know, they're yeah. much more about the analytics and the idea of Katie Sharp as opposed to the their real daughter and it's only until they switch lives that you know Cassandra inside of her body kind of wakes them up and says, "Hey, you know, what if I don't want to be this person?" And there, it's like the first time they've ever even heard someone, and it's a joke to them. And yeah. you know, I, I think it's definitely um, it's an interesting family dynamic. It was not one super 
I would say loving in a traditional sense. I think they loved their daughter, um, but they mm-hmm. also fell into that trap of our daughter makes us money and our daughter has a career, but she's a child still, you know? So um, mm. it it was a definitely a, a unique family. It was. And, and again, the brilliance, Alexandra, of how you portrayed that in the writing um, is another reason I love this movie so much. And another reason why I think so many parents need to see this because we can try to, even with our, our best intentions, and I do believe, uh, Madeline, I do believe that your parents in the movie were showing love as best they could, but so mm-hmm. different than what um, Maya, Cassandra's parents, were uh, mm-hmm. talking about. So let me let me just tell you, how much fun was it in the driving scenes, uh, Maya, when you were trying to drive? How, how fun was it? I mean, I could just, you know, I've produced some things, and I look, and I think, oh, they must have been just having to go over and over and stop because they must have had to be giggling so loud. How fun was that? Oh, it was. Oh, hi, this is Maya. Um, So it was so fun driving in the car with Madeline. I mean, there's that one scene where I run out of um, Cassandra's house as Katie Sharp, and I'm like, give me the keys, and I'm being, like, super mean about it. I was so intimidated driving that Porsche. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to crash this car. If I crash it, I'm going to ruin the movie. Like, I was so scared. Um, But then eventually, like you said, we had to do it a couple of times just to get that right shot. And it was, and then I got a little used to it. But there was just times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I even get a tiny scrape on this car, I'm going to (laughs) cry. But it was amazing. It was so fun. Because not only was your character uh, fearful of driving, you, the real person, were fearful of driving as well. Exactly. I, I so love it was that. an organic feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, let's talk about what are some of your other favorite scenes from the movie? What is, the, what is the scene that just, what is the scene that made you laugh? Or, you know, was, I mean, I can't imagine how difficult the scene was, um, you know, with you, Maya, uh, Cassandra. Uh-huh falling and, and the coffee spilling. I mean, I, I just, I look at movies from the writer producers kind of aspect and think how many times did they have to shoot that? How many, you know, that, that was not an easy scene. And so what, yeah. what was, uh, let's talk about some scenes that maybe were harder than others uh, that you had to, and maybe Alexandra can jump in on this as well, but uh, give mm-hmm. us some behind the scenes. Um, so- oh. Yeah. Oh, man. There's a couple that I have, but Madeline, if you want to go first, I might have to think about mine because there's so many, but you can go first. Yeah. Hi, this is Madeline. I feel like um, I definitely didn't want to disappoint anytime there was like sort of that one take only uh, mentality. You know, if if someone's outfit was going to get ruined, it was a lot of pressure, but it was so much fun. The adrenaline helped. Um, I think I don't want to give too much away for those that haven't seen it, but there's a scene that comes later where Cassandra's character, or Maya's character, Cassandra, and I get into a bit of a, a physical fight, and um, there was some, there was some fun orchestrating that was that was done. And honestly, like I'm, I personally am somebody who doesn't ever like to get messy, and there was something really fun about leaning into that for the character and just going whatever and just having a blast with it. So we got down and dirty for that, but oh, that yeah. was a blast. Uh, that had to be fun I I know exactly what you're talking about and listeners when you see that part you'll know what she's talking about too and and this will give you you know and this is what's going to drive so many people to see the movie it's the behind the scenes everybody loves Mm -hmm. behind the scenes so great thanks yeah of course what about what about you Maya what's a what's a Um, hello this is Maya um so for me, as to kind of feed off of what Madeline said about the whole, like, pressure with the one take, like, of course, um, Alexandra and John and the whole crew, they were really, like, if you can, whatever we get is what we get, like, no pressure. But even though we cared so much about how the movie turned out, we're like, oh, no, we still feel the pressure because, like, we care about it, too. But the one scenes that had, like, I guess the food, I don't, like, I don't want to give too much weight, but the, I guess the milk scene that's, like, in the trailer and everything, that was a hard one to do because I was obviously in tears and that was one take for that because I get, you know, drenched in the milk and everything. So it's like um, all of those scenes were like fun to film 
even though I look uh-huh. like I'm suffering so bad. <laughs> um, I did not really envy awesome you. <laughs> no. There's too many uh, times where I had to get that stuff all in my hair, like at least four, maybe four times that had to be in my hair. So I was like, great. But um, it was, so I would say those scenes were awesome. Like, and just, I guess when all the scenes with the girls, like when all of us, like our little crew, the five of us girls, um, all of those scenes are really awesome too, because in between takes, we would always just joke around and have fun. Like we were, we were always friends on set, even though on screen it doesn't always look that way. So, right. yeah, right, yeah. So you're saying, so you're saying the milk scene that was a one shot. You did, uh, Alexander. That was a, that was one that was done in one one shot. Yeah, we only had one chance to do it because we didn't have time to like you know, have wow. Maya to take a shower and put her clothes back on. So it was a lot of poor pressure of Maya because we had to get it wow. in one take. But she nailed wow. it, and it was amazing. And the take that you see is the only take we shot on the set. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Oh, my and this gosh. Is, this, 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 is, this, is, this is Madeline. Sorry, I just have to say, Maya was such a trooper. Like, yeah. anything they wanted to pour on her, push her, put in her hair she was like okay (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) well it's a good thing because obviously it it made it it made it work but I will tell you you know I mean I I was I was in tears you know it's like you know I I thought back about you know my boys and who are now adults and, and different people I have a uh, a, a young teen ministry, and I think about you know all that that they deal with you know at school that we don't see. And um, did, did were there any scenes in that in, in the show that you got emotional that you felt that it kind of started getting to you at any point? Um, Anybody? I'll, yeah, I'll start with that. Um, this is Maya. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> I do have to say, like, even though it's a scene with me. Just the scene where uh, me and my best friend, um, so like me and Chelsea, I guess, when we were filming that one scene where I'm looking at myself in the bathroom after like Mm -hmm. getting covered in the milk and everything, that one, I don't understand why, but that one really connected with me because I just kind of pictured a girl like just going through that. And that pain is not fun. And it's the, the, like the embarrassment and, just that bullying is just so heartbreaking to me. So I guess like that, when I was like crying during that scene, it was an actual, like just kind of, I guess, just an imagination of how mm. girls would feel if they were in my shoes in that point. And I was like, wow, I would never, ever, ever wish this upon anybody like that. I guess that's the, like one of, like that's one of the few scenes that has really like gotten to me where I actually kind of teared up even though it was me. So I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Right. So, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I similarly, this is Madeline. Um, one that's not so obvious, but is very realistic is, um, you know, I play Katie Sharp and she, has her two best friends, but the irony is that she, any chance she gets, will talk talk bad about her best friends, you know, make little comments mm. here and there, like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't care about her blog, and I don't care about her clothing, mm-hmm. and, you know, similar, very similar to real life is there's this kind of, like, backhanded passiveness, even amongst girls, you know, mm-hmm. who are best friends, and and it's unfortunately I think just comes from a lot of insecurity you know nobody knows who they are at that age and um, so you're constantly trying to put others down to get ahead even your own best friend and so that felt really really real to me because I I dealt with a lot of um, not so obvious bullying but just a very like passive you know oh they said this about you type of bullying and that's also that's a really dangerous uh, form of it. Very much. Yeah, this is Alexandra. That I experienced that in high school that I hung out with a lot of clicky girls and it was we would be at the cafeteria table and literally if somebody got up to throw their trash away, everyone talked bad about them and then they come back mm. and then someone else would get up and they'd make fun of them. And I'd be like, Wow, I gotta get up right now. What are what they gonna say about me behind right. my back? So that was a very yeah. real thing. We were writing that that's so true that, you know, 
even within friends, they make they they talk bad behind each other's back because, like what she said, the insecurity, the feeling like if I put them down, then I'm better, and you know all those things that kids go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I Absolutely. love to say this is this is Alexandra. I'd love to say one of my favorite scenes to watch play out behind the scenes was the fight scene before they fall into the cake, because yeah. when we wrote that scene. <laughs> It was so complicated. We have two girls fighting. Their minds are each other's minds. So, And we wanted the audience in the party scene to be watching them, kind of trying to figure out who the heck they're talking about. And you write those kind of complicated scenes, hoping and praying that they, they actually make sense when you shoot it. Yeah. So when we when when we shot that scene, I watched it being like, oh, my God. And the girls are so talented. And watching them bring that scene to life after we probably spent months on that scene trying to get it perfect because it is so confusing. A lot of the movies, a little, that was a very confusing movie to write. We have two people switch <laughs> minds. Yeah. And um, anytime that we uh, got to see something that we thought, I didn't wonder in the writing room, it sounds good in the writing room, but will it translate onto film? That was one right. of the scenes I was like, man, that was a great scene. And they and they executed it so well on set that it was like, that was one of my favorite things to watch to come to life. I tell you what, mm. you all are making me want to go back and watch it for the fourth time. I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I know all this. <laughs> and I know our listeners are, are, are getting all this. And, and listeners, I hope you're taking notes to remember these things that you're hearing because I, I, that scene – it was, it was so well executed. And then the brother walks in and takes um, Cassandra, I guess, and then and then uh, Katie, I don't know, she, she takes one of the guys. But I'm, I'm your sister, and, and it, mm-hmm. you're sitting there, your mind's being blown. You're just so – it was. It was so well written. Alexandra, uh, you know, applause to you for what you did. Well, ladies, we're going to have to take a 30-second break, and our time, I knew it was going to be flying by. Half of our time is already over, so we're going to take a 30-second break. Then when we come back, I want to ask each of you, and I kind of, um, Alexandra, I kind of led into your why, but I'd like to ask um, Maya and Madeline, you know, what was it that drew you into this film? Obviously, you had to, to read about it first. What was it that made you say, I, I can do that? Not only can I play that role, I want to do that. So let's take a 30-second break, and then we'll be back to finish this incredible conversation, all right? Be right back. Awesome. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. This is Kim Crable, and I'm so delighted to have you with us today. And I'm especially delighted to have the guests that we have today. If you haven't seen the movie Switched, please check out my website. We'll be giving you the websites of, of how to get this movie on Amazon, so many different places, and you must see this. This is a family movie. This is Yes, it's for teens. Yes, it's for parents. And even it brings in the, the brother aspects, the male aspects of it. And so with us today, we have the writer and producer of the movie, Alexandra Boland. And then we have the two stars of the movie, um, better known to the movie as Cassandra and Katie, but today we'll call them by their real names, <laughs> Madeline and, and Maya. So welcome back, ladies. And I know you're busy. I know um, that you have so much to be doing. So thank you for giving us an hour of your time to help us to see some behind the scenes of uh, and behind the, the mindset of, of this movie because it really does make it even that much more um, important to us. So welcome back. Hello. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So as before the commercial break, I mentioned that I'd like to ask uh, the girls, the young ladies, what it is um, that drew you to this particular role. And what was your why? Why did you want to do this this particular role? 
we can just start with either one of you. Sure. Hi. Uh, this is this is oh oh no no you go first you go first <laughs> you go nothing nothing like when you can't see each other and you just start talking um, um hi this is this is Madeline I play Katie Sharp uh so I've been an actress in L A for about six years now and um Alexandra and I bonded really quickly with our love for teen girl movies mm-hmm. and that was one of the best parts of filming was every night we would before we went to bed watch teen girl movies like it was just I I the serotonin that comes from a fun girly <laughs> film is everything to me so when I got the script I I was like oh well that's a no-brainer like I need to go in for this and then when I read it the there was so much heart and such a good message and I know that when I was younger a lot of movies um you know it it definitely you got a full range of different kinds of teen movies, but I just felt like this one was so sweet and was really about the girls and it was never about a boyfriend or anything. And I thought that was just a really fun, fresh take and a really sweet overall film. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, hi everybody. This is Maya. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like I completely agree with Madeline. When I first saw the script for this, I, was also, like, really taken about the fact that I would get to play two characters within this movie, which I never <laughs> really get to do. Um, usually only as an actress, you're like, oh, you get, you get one role and you're stuck with that role for, if it, whether it's a TV show or a movie, however long. Um, but I got to live both lives of, you know, the ideal mean girl that I feel like everyone kind of wants to play once in their life to the nice, sweet, innocent girl that everyone loves. So it was it was fun being able to switch between, oh my gosh, I just said switch. Um, (laughs) It it was fun to be able to, um, I guess, use my little acting skills to do that, but also to, like, to, like, relay the message of, you know, leading with love is such a good thing. If you really, like, think about it, like, I feel like it's just, I hope that people like unconsciously lead with love because we need that in our world, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. with, you know, how yeah. tough life is right now for a lot of people. But also like me being uh, growing up, um, you know, going to church every day, having a faith-based movie was also really sweet. And it wasn't one that's like super in your face, but it has that underlying message as well that God like, you know, will always like be with you and protect you and everything. But, yeah, it was it was amazing, and I guess no one really knows this, but Madeline and I didn't even meet each other until we got to Kentucky, and um, say that on this big house all together. Like usually, you would do like a screen test and all of that, but I guess Lisa London just awesome, and she was able to cast people without even doing that. So it was yeah, but regardless of that, wow. it was just an amazing film that I was like um, in love with the second I read the full script. So. <laughs> Well, and thank you, thank you, ladies, and and maybe we can, maybe this is a good question for Alexandra. But what I love too is that it does have such a strong faith-based intertwined through it, but it's not in your face. It kind of reminds me of the Book of Esther. You know, the Book of Esther in the Old Testament. It's all about God doing a work, but God is never mentioned. And not that we don't want to mention him, of course, but sometimes, you know, that it, what is it? It's better to, to uh, uh, walk it than to talk it. And I feel like this is so what this movie is about. It's about living your faith rather than just preaching or, or throwing the scripture at someone. You see a real transformation happening through love and, um, and and what is going on in real life. So, uh, Alexander, would you like to speak to that as to how you chose to write that in? Because it's just so inspirational in such a, a non-threatening kind of way. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, this is Alexandra. Our greatest commandment is to love. Love our yeah. neighbor as ourselves. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And to us, it's we felt so compelled to tell a story of how do we act exactly what you guys, what you just said, like how do you live life leading mm-hmm. with love, loving your neighbor? They, it says in the Bible, they'll, they'll know us, they'll know us by our love. And I feel yeah. like our, our, my number one goal in this world is to just love people and let God do the rest in their heart. 
it's not really mm-hmm. my job to try to, you know, bash it over people's head and convert them to know the Lord. But if they see the love in my heart, they will, and they, they will know that love, that love comes from God. And if we aren't loving people, then we can't be a vessel to show Jesus' love to the world. We have to love everybody. I always tell people, like, love and then love even harder. And when we were writing this script, we really wanted to talk to young women. We want to talk to young people who just want to have fun and watch a movie, like what Madeline said. We, and we watch teen girl movies every single night. And who doesn't love a teen girl movie? That, and, um, but we wanted to incorporate faith in it, but a faith that actually the kids could walk away with a message that wasn't just dropping to their knees and converting into Christianity. It's no, it's how does how do you live your life? And I think one of my favorite messages we're getting from kids when the movie came out is that they're like, I've actually learned a lot of lessons from this movie that I can incorporate into my life. How do I live my life once I learn that loving someone is the most important part of living on planet earth, you know? Right. Right. You know, what you're talking about, um, Alexandra makes me think of uh, the scripture in in the Bible in second Corinthians, Second Corinthians 5.20, when it talks about that, uh, it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal to us. And to me, that means that, you know, God, we allow God to change us so that we treat other people in the way that they feel God's love. And through us living out that love as an ambassador, it's really like an invitation to others to, hey, come look and see how much God loves you. Let, let, let feel his love through my actions. And that's what I saw this movie doing. And it's, it's so touching. And while it's so much fun, it has such a deep, deep message um, that really for our viewers, our listeners today, can, will really uh, change your perspective on uh, many, many things. And, and it will help you actually to know how to talk to your, your teens and your middle schoolers when they come home from school as well. So, ladies, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Let's get back to behind the scenes. You know, I love behind the scenes. As a matter of fact, I've asked Alexandra if I can come to her next next show. I, I love behind the scenes. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> let me ask you. Let me. What What was the normal set day like? I mean, what What was it like to? I mean, wh- when was your call time? Tell us about just being on set. What that was like. <laughs> sure. Oh, um, um, <laughs> yeah, you can we, start about it, and then I'll just start off with yours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like we're going to do um, the same thing. <laughs> I know totally. Well, yeah, we. This is Madeline. Um, uh, Maya and I had very similar day to days. Some days it was you know, mainly filming her family some days with my own family. Um, But a lot of stuff was together as well. So usually calls are around, what were they, like 6 or 7 a.m.? Yeah, they were early. And poor then Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's very standard. You know, it's it's, a lot of it because you're not necessarily working a full 12 hours, but there's a lot of like Mm – preparation that goes into shooting uh television and film so you're getting there you have to do hair and makeup you uh wardrobe and yet even if the call is early and it feels like we have a whole day ahead of us i swear the minute you get there you're like you know moving moving (laughs) moving moving and then there's a lot of waiting but um uh everyone was very professional we all uh really gave it our all came very prepared i would say you know I wasn't used to the Kentucky way of eating, and that was a blast. We <laughs> ate just like bread and cheese every meal. I had such a weak stomach that it was just comical. Um, but tons of laughing, tons of um, bonding on set. We, I know on the first week we had um, Vanessa Merrill, who um, played one of my friends in the film, she taught us about this app called Triller and we were making all these like fun, goofy, like sort of music (laughs) videos on set. And um, by the time we would wrap, we would all hang out together. We like, none of us got sick of each other, maybe on the last day, maybe we were like just tired enough, but (laughs) we were making, we were like truly, it was like a sleepover. Like we felt like it was just this 30 day sleepover, at least for me. And we had a blast, ate food, laughed, giggled the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I, it was absolutely amazing. And this is Maya. Um, yeah, like just 
everything that Madeline said was so true. And, like, even though, like, it would usually be me and Madeline writing together to set or, like, or writing back at least. And we would always listen to, like, old school, like, Avril Lavigne and, like, all these, like, <laughs> fun music and everything. And, and then, like, as I said before, we would end the night each night with a new um, teen girl movie. We watched She's All That. We've watched so many of them all together in um, with a bunch of candy and, like, everything. So it was amazing. <laughs> and, and Madeline and I, we, we so much were candy. kind of saying, oh, so much candy, the freaking hot tamales. Um, we <laughs> were staying across the hall from each other, and we would text each other, like, we should go to the gym, but we're too tired to get up. So we would just stay in our rooms and just – hang out and do stuff but yeah it was it was so fun going to and from set and it, like she said even though the call times were early like everyone even though it was early in the morning like everybody was still so energetic and so happy to see everyone like it wasn't a set that everyone's like oh don't talk to this person in the morning because it'll be me like literally every single person on set was so amazing and so sweet like no matter what it was awesome well I can't yeah, imagine and can I- Yes, please. This is well. This is Alexandra, and I just the, I think the the funnest behind the scenes. Well, it wasn't fun when it happened, but it turned into be a, a blessing because uh, God works in mysterious ways. But we had put all the the girls, the teen girls, together in a hotel, and unfortunately, when they arrived the morning, the hotel turned out to not be a good situation, and we were shooting. During the Kentucky Derby in Louisville, Kentucky, which is the worst time to try to find anywhere to stay in Louisville, Kentucky. And we couldn't put mm-hmm. them anywhere else for a week. And we were staying in a crew house with some people who are locals. And they had this beautiful home that had a movie theater, which I should have said, all these movies are getting watched in a real movie theater in their basement. But uh-huh. it ended up being a blessing disguise because Jenna... Uh, Vanessa and Maya and Madeline all stayed in the house together or no Jenna didn't stay there but we all stayed in the house together along with a lot of the crew and it was the girls even said it was such a bonding experience because they would have breakfast together and then literally come home and have dinner together watch a movie it was like mm-hmm. we shot a slumber party you know we were like in a slumber party <laughs> while we were making the movie and but oh, yeah. you know what we thought was a curse really I think truly turned into a blessing because the girls got to know each other that they might not have that first week if they had gone back to their own hotel rooms. <laughs> oh, oh, it yeah. was so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, it sounds <laughs> I like it. I, bet, I was getting to say, I bet you all missed that time together. <laughs> we yeah. do. I oh, do, actually. <laughs> by literally on the first night when we were all staying in that house together, we went into the, that movie theater room, and John Doster and Steph Doster, shout out, they are the best uh, – <laughs> homemakers and sweetest people and they bought all this candy for us and we on the first night we were like we literally all just met that morning at we had all taken a red eye flew to Kentucky it was like seven in the morning we were so delusional and by that night we were all singing in unison like high school musical as we were watching and eating candy and just delirious I mean it was like memories forever oh What, that is that is so wonderful, and you'll have those memories for the rest of your life. And you know, and what mm-hmm. is so amazing is, you know, not only do you have these wonderful, wonderful memories, you've put such a strong message out into our world, and and it is such a strong message because, ladies, I want you to know, in the last um, in the last few weeks, I have because of the ministry that I have here, it's actually a global ministry, but it, it causes me to be called out a lot when, when things are, uh, when, when there's deep hurt. In the last five weeks, I've been called to four different families whose daughters have committed suicide. And, mm. you know, the, the statistics right now of the hurt in our world is so deep. And we're coming through this pandemic. We have racial tension. We have so much going on. And your message is so needed in our world today. So I want to take just a few of um, the quotes that I found really that I love in the movie. And I'm just going to say one, and I want whoever would like to respond to it in our last 15, our last, well, actually 12 minutes of the show. One of the, um, one of the quotes that I love so much is um, you need to love others as you love yourself. That is the heart of the matter. 
Someone tell me what that means to them. You need to love others as you love yourself. That is the heart of the matter. Mm. Um, hi, this is Maya. Um, for me, I'm pretty sure my mom said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for me, I think, like, you need to love – I've always kind of grown up being, like, if you don't have true love for yourself, the the body that God created you, everything, like, if you don't truly love yourself, it's hard to give all of that love out to other people. So I think mm-hmm. when, you know, when uh, my mom says that, or Loreen, I would say, um, uh-huh. I think she's more saying because right before that I'm telling like, oh, I want to be someone else. Like I don't like being myself. Like I want to be KB Sharp. And, and yes. she says that meaning of like you are perfect the way that you are and you should love yourself because God created you in his image. And it's just um, like it, it's easier for, I guess, for me, it's taken me time to like love myself and give myself like, the worst and take pride in myself and everything. And um, it's helped me love my family, love my friends, love my boyfriend, love everything mm-hmm. just so much more and just love life so much more because of that. So that's how I interpreted it. But I, I love that. What about this? Leading with love doesn't mean you don't have boundaries. Love tells the truth. Mm, mm-hmm. I love a boundary. This is Madeline. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. 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 I, I, you know, I live every day realizing how, how much boundaries are so necessary and you can be an amazing person and you can also, you, you have to know your worth and you have to know your time and you know, what's valuable. And if you overextend or if you promise over promise, or if you, um, try to you know people please and you don't have those boundaries it's it it create it waters you down so I can't even remember mm. what the quote was but you had me at boundary yeah <laughs> well and 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 I agree and so many people put a negative spin to that but that is really what keeps us intentional and purposed and directional mm-hmm. in life and and so that we can fulfill our purpose I'm I'm right there with you Madeline I I've actually done some <laughs> workshops on that. That is so crucially important. We see Jesus did that. He didn't. One of my favorite lines is Jesus was not pressured by other people's priorities. He knew what he was supposed to do, mm-hmm. and he did that. Okay, let's, what, what about this one? I love this one as well. It's really easy to judge someone, but before we idolize or bully them, we should imagine what it's like to walk a day in their shoes. Who'd like to comment oh, yeah. on that? Mm-hmm. I uh, think this is Madeline. This, no, Madeline. Oh yeah, Ale- no, Alexander. No, no, no. You go. Round it out. I'd rather hear what you say. No, I mean that one. That one definitely spoke to me because it is. It's so, especially in today's day and age with social media and everything is so quick. It's so quick and easy to to assume and to judge and to put your word out there like it's fact. And um, people are going through so much hurt and so much struggle that we can't even see and so it's always it's better to kind of look at it like they you know if somebody's leaving a hate comment or or speaking so spitefully it's and they don't know who you are it's you have to look at it now as like they must be going through something really rough because mm. you know mm. we don't know mm-hmm. we don't know what people are going through that's that's right. so true and that's one of the and, things and another thing uh, Alexandra. Well, just jumping off, this is Alexandra, what Madeline just said. I think that if people are saying hateful things, whether it's in person or online, it means their heart is hardened. And I just, one of the things in this film we want so much is to people to acknowledge that if somebody is bullying somebody, it's because something is wrong inside of themselves and we need to figure out how to love that person, just like we Mm -hmm. illustrate in the movie, because they just, they need their heart to not be hardened. Because if your heart's not hardened, then you're not running around being mean to people. Or like what Madeline said, making a mean comment to somebody online that you don't even know. Well, yeah, what does that say about their heart? Their heart needs some some major love. (laughs) Yes, Alexander, which takes me to another quote that I left in the movie. When your heart changes, it changes your perspective. Someone talk about that because that is, that is such a theme in this movie. When your heart changes, it changes your perspective. What does that mean? Ooh. Um, oh, this is Maya. I'll, 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 then, 
I'll kind of give my little opinion on that. So, like, when your heart changes, it changes your perspective. Like, when I read that, I was, like, when you change, I guess when you, like, have a change of heart of, like, how you just, like, look at life instead of, you know, looking at things that say, like, oh, I didn't book this acting role or something, instead of being, like, oh, my gosh, I'm a horrible actress, I'm a horrible this, I just feel like, if I switch the way that I view life or just like how I feel about things and just kind of, in a way, I tell myself this a lot because, you know, in this business it is difficult, but um, I tell myself like, you know, God has bigger plans. So I guess when I don't book something or anything, I kind of, instead of looking at it as like a negative, I look at it as of like, um, I, there's something better out there for me and good luck to yeah. whoever booked that. But like, there's something better out there for me. And I guess that helps with my like perspective and how I just feel a lot towards um, situations when it nothing like, not that all the situations about that has to go like your way or anything, but like usually people get upset when things don't go their way. So I guess um, that's just how I interpreted it of like, mm-hmm. when you feel, I guess just, it's so hard because so many different things are running through my head about it because, like, it is such a good line and it's amazing. But yeah. I would love to hear, like, Madeline and Alexandra's, like, point of view of that, too, because uh, I can tell yeah. that's a passion of your heart. I can tell that's a passion of your heart. That's great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Would anybody else have anything? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Um, this is Madeline. I think, you know, so many people are really close-minded and very, um, you know, my way or the highway. So I think just learning to have a bit more of an open mind, a bit more of an open, pers- you know, being willing to have an open perspective and having open conversations. And it's it's totally true. I've I've been persuaded, not persuaded, but like I've been able to change how I feel very strongly about certain things by hearing other points of view. So I think just being open to uh, being having more of an open mind is really positive. Absolutely, mm. and I love. Uh, I won't. I, I won't ask you to comment on this because I'm going to ask you another question. But something else that I do love that I want the listeners to hear. And listeners, I hope I know that you are hearing all this, and I know that it will draw you to to watch this movie because these are the themes. There's so many layers of this movie that I want you and your family to be able to, to embrace. But I love this. Instead, and this is so true. And this, this is really a call. Um, we're going to do a call to action in just a minute. But this is, instead of talking about each other, we should talk to each other. And I love that because that is a philosophy that I've found in my life for years. Not until I was able to talk to someone was I able to come out of being you know, in a, an abusive home all of my teen years and to mm-hmm. come out of being, you know, in the life of anorexia and depression. I was one of those teen girls who, you know, I, I, I was Miss Cheerleader. I was Miss Teen Time. I was Miss This. I was Miss That. But underneath all that, there was so much hurt and pain. And maybe that's why I mm-hmm. love this movie so much because mm-hmm. I just was always looking for someone that could see beyond the pretty smile and the pretty cheerleading outfit to really see, you know, who I was. And that's what I hoped. And this, that's, that's what this movie is going to do. And, and I love that. I wasn't the mean girl because I was so seeking for acceptance. So I was one who would do anything, you know, to please mm-hmm. you. And, and that's why I think boundaries, Madeline, mean so much to me. It's like, oh, you want me to bake 500 cookies for the football game? Sure, I'll do it. You know, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so afraid of dis- disappointing someone. And so to come back and to teach everyone that where they are and Maya, what you were saying, well, if, if this doesn't work out, it's not because I'm less than, it's because God has more than. So all of mm-hmm. these are such healthy, healthy perspectives. So we, we're down to just a few minutes, and I want to ask each of you, how has how has your part and your part in, in this movie, this role, how has it changed you? How's it? How have you come through this, and how has it affected you for for the rest of your life? Yeah, um, this is Madeline. Uh, you know, I think just putting myself. I mean, I I was never the mean girl. I was always very similar to what you were just saying about really wanting acceptance and mm-hmm. um, people pleasing and trying to be, you know, just trying to be what I deemed as cool and fit in and never mm-hmm. wanting to stand out and, and, and um, just really wanting to be accepted because that's just really, it's, it's like your main core goal in, in high school and yeah. at that age. Um, 
and I never had a strong sense of self or didn't have confidence to, you know, just do do what I liked and then feel confident about that. I wanted to do what everyone else is doing. So I think it was just a really interesting uh, perspective to put myself in this sort of mean girl headspace because I've met those girls. You know, I've met the girls who mm-hmm. unapologetically, I'll just say unapologetically were themselves in, in those settings. Um, mm-hmm. And just to like learn that point of view was really interesting. And, you know, it was fun to act and to know that everybody knew I was acting and it wasn't to be yeah. taken seriously, but, um, but it, it, it was also, you know, it was sad to feel like oh, this, this definitely happens and I've lived through it and I know mm-hmm. we all have. And um, it definitely makes me want to live, you know, and go about my days and really try to, you know, not be necessarily like a role model, but to really preach that it's good to be yourself as much as you can lean into what makes you happy and makes you feel good because then there's so much more confidence that comes from that. And, you know, the reason I've had success, I think, is because I've always been different and because I've always been a little bit more, I will say, weird and kind of uh, (laughs) on the dorkier side. And I just have a lot more more empathy and, you know, being vulnerable Mm -hmm. is, is a, is a, really great trait and it's not something to yeah. shy away from absolutely Be- beautifully said beautifully said maya how's it changed you um, we're down to about three or four minutes yeah i'll keep it nice and sweet um so i guess just experiencing as like madeline said i grew up kind of not being the mean girl either i was always really like i was shy growing up but then eventually i kind of started to come out of my shell but I would never, like, my my parents would always tell me, like, treat others the way you want to be treated. So I would always treat people with kindness and respect to my extent, you know, being a little kid. Like, you're going to, you're going um, you're gonna to try to be nice to everybody and, and all of that. But I guess the way that Switch has, like, kind of changed my perspective on life um, was that I've received so many, um, I guess, DMs from girls saying that watching Switch has helped them through their times of bullying. And thankfully, like, I was never bullied um, too harshly. Like, I've had every once in a while, like, girls talk about me and uh, things like that. But um, just some of the stuff that I've read from fans of Switch, like, it makes me so happy that I can be a part of something that helps girls and gives them hope and faith. But it also breaks my heart at the same time, knowing that girls have to go through stuff like that. Or guys, too, like, no matter who it is, like just anybody going through middle school and high school, you know, trying to figure themselves out every single day, um, mm-hmm. having to try to fit in and see where like, oh, do I like this? Do I not like that? And also like as unfortunate as it is getting judged for things that they do like. And Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Thank, but, thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you so much. You all, I, I love – I, I love what you're doing. I love the message you you have. We have just a couple of minutes, so I'm going to. Could I, I answer that thank, real quick, Kim? Uh, yeah, well, I was yes, and I also wanted do to I have end time with you. Okay. Well, what? Up? Yes, you can. You can definitely do that. But I also want to end on. There's a call to action in the movie that's let's start a love revolution. Lead with love. So answer that, and then also let's do a call to action of, of leading with love. We have a, a couple a couple minutes. Um, Sandra Bowen, the writer and the director of Switch. So so end our end our learned, program with this. Okay, what I learned from making this film was when we I spent years pitching this movie, going out to studios, and I was getting so much peer pressure from the studios to change the script to make it raunchy to to um take the faith element out and we kept walking away from deals because I wanted to keep the integrity of the story. I did like what Madeline and I said earlier, it is not about girls chasing boys. It is about girls having relationships with each other. And just yeah. because the studios weren't making movies like that doesn't mean that people don't want to see these movies. And the messages yeah. that we're getting from all over the world has taught me that to stand my ground and create projects that are different than what everybody else is putting out because that is what that is encouraging people's lives and I'm going to never give up when I believe something's supposed to be made to make sure that it gets made to the integrity of what it is supposed to 
And I'm so proud of Switch because it is changing people's lives, and this has the ability to change, do great, great work for, for people in the world. Absolutely. And my prayer for this movie is Ephesians 3.20, which is my life scripture, that glory be to God who by his power will indwell this, this piece of work, this switch, mm-hmm. and it will go out and, and be uh, yes. you know, beyond anything that anybody could ever imagine. Ladies, thank yes. you so very much for joining us. Um, please, um, um, Alexandra, tell us very quickly how we can find this movie, how our listeners can it find is- this movie. Please, yes. It is on the shelves of Walmart right now. You can rent it or buy it on Amazon, iTunes, Voodoo, Spectrum, Verizon. You can also rent buy the DVD on Target um, or Best Buy or and Walmart. Absolutely. Thank you, girls, again, ladies, so much. Thank you so much for your heart, for the message. And listeners, go out and, and purchase this movie at Walmart, rent it. It will affect you, I know, in the same way that it affects me. You will laugh, you will cry, but you will walk away thinking about other people. And it will truly lead us to start a love revolution and to help us to lead with love. See you next time on Coffee. Bye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit KimCrable.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.